Welcome to Pick a Peer's Future of the Industry series. This is where we discuss innovation, technology, sustainability, and travel. We host industry leaders, entrepreneurs, business owners, and experts of the maritime industry from all around the world. Pick a Peer provides technological and sustainable solutions to optimize marine operations and to make the sailing experience for boaters easier and more accessible. I am your host, Shlomi Singer. Today we are hosting Yanni Kalgarakis. This guy does it all. Yanni, it's great to have you. Thank you so much for joining me. My pleasure. So uh, how are you spending your time right now with, uh, with the lockdown, COVID-19? Where are you located? Well, uh, working, laughing, dancing, eating, I'm putting on weight, and just <laughs> <laughs> enjoying life. That's, that's the best way to do it right now. So, so one of the reasons why I really wanted to have you uh, do this uh, interview is because, uh, first of all, I know a lot about you. I, I read a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, things online, and I saw your website, and you seem to be very engaged, especially with uh, millennials and, and uh, the future of the maritime industry and where are we currently going. So I'd love you know, if you could uh, share some of your thoughts, some insights, and um, let's get to it. Yes, great. Okay. That's excellent. So uh, let me uh, introduce uh, myself. For those who don't know me, um, uh, back in October uh, 18 at Ecomia, I talked about uh, uh, putting people first because my job is training people. So putting people first and training uh, marinas, people in the marina, the astrocentric way. Well, that's when I met Eden. And uh, it was a great pleasure because we had uh, great talks and I realized that uh, Piquet-Pierre uh, is involved in, in promoting sustainable green, blue environmental practices. And this is um, something very close to my heart. So I'm so pleased we're talking about it now. Now, in February uh, uh, last year in Dubai, I talked about how to, to, to do leadership for the marina managers. And uh, uh, this January in, in Boot, in the Economist Conference in Düsseldorf, I talk about selling and yachting the cultural, practical, and economical impact on people's lives. It was a great uh, uh, venue there, but you know, uh, every year. And uh, um, this March, I was supposed to speak in Dubai about uh, millennials and how they influence the market, but it has been post postponed to November. So now, I'm a naval architect and a marine engineer. Uh, I worked in UK in shipyard. I have seagoing experience. Uh, I run a G JMK group right now that I do anthropocentric training all over the world. I'm visiting a, a professor in various universities and academies. And I talk, as you know, a lot about millennials and what can we make of it? How can we help them? Mm -hmm. See, a lot of people say to me, I mean, what is this generation uh, X, Y, Z and all that? Well, the US Department of Commerce came up with uh, uh, some dates. So everybody's using different dates. I'm going to stick with them. So Generation Y or Millennials are those born between 1980 and 2000. After 2000 to 2020 is Generation Z. So why are these generations important? Well, it's so simple. It's because they influence greatly the purchasing decisions and all decisions, may I say, of all other generations. Every research that has been done on, on these uh, two generations, especially millennials, always conclude to the same thing, that millennials demand ethical, sustainable, ecological, anthropocentric business practices. 
the word anthropocentric is not used actually, just the first three words, but uh, this, is, this is what it is implied. If they look up at dictionaries and Protagoras and uh, Wikipedia, everybody can find out what anthropocentric is, mean putting the human being in the center of it all. Now, business sustainability, which is uh, our job now, is responsible, ethical, and ongoing success for businesses. Absolutely, you will agree with me. Now, this is our friend, Oscar. And uh, Oscar, Oscar is an icon in this industry because yeah. he has been fighting all along, talking to people how to behave in an anthropocentric way. Love you, Oscar, for it. <laughs> so he, Oscar has been saying that marinas should be communities. Mm-hmm. Of course. I, last year in Dubai, I said marinas should be aquariums. And then I said, but you cannot order the fish in. You can inspire your people to, to keep it clean and behave in a way that they attract everything else. So Oscar goes on to explain that people make the marina, not boats. This is a, a, a turnaround in the mentality of most people around the world. And people think that uh, a port and a marina and the sea uh, is, is uh, with boats or it is polluted by... It is people who do all the damage. It's people who make the marina. It's people who make the success or the failure. And in fact, if anyone cares to research, they will see how millennials, how important they are. And also they're making up new startups like yours. And they're looking into the future greatly, all millennials. So what I'm here to say is that right now we're writing history, we're making history. History has always been written by people like you and Oscar who have passion. And since many, many thousand years ago, now we've come to millennials. So don't be confused, but there's smiles and selfies and all that, <laughs> because you are writing history, my friend. This is unacceptable. It is absolutely unacceptable. Ian said in, in, in an interview I read recently that Greta uh, yeah. became a, a, the voice of a generation that is demanding to take action regarding climate change. And in fact, Time uh, published an amazing article saying that uh, uh, some of the sayings of Greta, we cannot just continue living until there is no tomorrow because there is tomorrow, and she implied, and we're going to live on it. And um, of course, uh, uh, we can see BBC uh, coming up with stories how uh, the air is now cleaner in India. I mean, yeah. you can see the picture before and after coronavirus. Yeah. The air is cleaner now. She, yeah. uh, fish come back into Malaysian uh, canals. And in fact, I had to make sure that this was a genuine picture, and it is genuine. And ABC News says that uh, they filmed Venice with fish and, and, and uh, swans and dolphins, yeah. this Amazing. is an indicator. And China, of course, is yeah. ahead People of can it. see the sky and see the stars in China. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and, and China is also realizing this. And they're having projects for clean ports and clean shipping, exactly what we're talking about in UK. Let's go back to Oscar. Oscar says, people make pollution. And he's so right. People make pollution. This is a recent picture of wow. someone feeling sorry about the pollution. Because of the masks as well. Exactly. Yeah. Now, how millennials influence green and blue change is our subject. Well, let me tell you, Greta 
came back in Time Magazine with a cover saying, by being the next generation leaders. And this is what it's all about. You see, a person can have a growth mindset, and millennials and uh, Z, they do have it, or they can have a fixed mindset, like a lot of other people. The question is, what kind of mindset do we have? Do you have? This is our concern. Well, what would you say the difference was between a growth and a fixed mindset? Open, open mind, willing to adapt to change and okay. get an improved change. And also lead a change. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. And the fixed and the closed mindset is let's do it the old way that we're used to. So we have to move forward. Right now, we can actually stop or not the greatest environmental damage in Earth's history. If you go on and, and look at uh, on, on this, uh, Europe, the United States, China, everybody is publishing agendas on how to move on and what to do about it. So, over and above millennials' demands and likes, mm -hmm. there is the promotion of social sustainability. This was not present before, which is directly affecting the economic sustainability of this industry. So, over and above the likes and the demands of what they want is this sustainability. You see, all systems in nature evolve and survive because of the sun. Now, all social systems evolve and survive and thrive because of juice and meaning. Meaning, this is what Simone Sinek, the anthropologist, has been talking about for so long. It's not the what you do, it's the why. Why you do something. And if the why is big, in the future, you'll be not only happy and, and have a future, but he claims you can also make money. So it's a different mindset from now on that we need. So how in millennials influence the green and blue uh, uh, change? by being very, number one, socially conscious. You see, in the past, people were selfish. Number two, health conscious. Well, now everybody's awakened to this. You have to be health conscious. It's not something that affects another country, this virus or this disease. It's something we should be very careful about, how we treat our animals. Number three, they are very well educated and knowledgeable. The internet is to blame, the parents are to blame, the, the education, you are to blame, but this is it. It never before in the history of Earth, people had so much information and they're so well educated. Fourth, they demand good experiences. Yeah. By the way, that's where we make money, the business people. Mm -hmm. Think about it. But they demand experiences. Okay, maybe they play with submarines, maybe with play with uh, 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 drones or whatever. They demand sustainable, as I said before, and solid and great experiences. And finally, they are so technology savvy that, of course, that's, that is understandable and that's why I put it last. It has never been done before. So they care about technology. On this, on this, let's say, on this little phone, their whole life goes through this. Yeah. Their happiness, their, their everything goes through that. It's not just a, a mobile phone, it's a lifestyle management tool for them. So there are many great opportunities to reduce environmental impact 
and in the long term, help promote the industry as a sustainable and environmentally friendly industry. So, <laughs> what I'm, yes, what I'm saying is thank God for you. Thank God for millennials. Because as new generations always have, you have the drive, my friend, the desire and the passion. This is it. The thing is, are we, the previous, I'm, I belong to another generation, right? I'm a baby boomer. Are we going to help and support them? So I'm going to turn around this little discussion question. You say, how millennials influence the green and blue change? Okay, that's A. There is also point B that I want to say to you. And that is, what can we, all of us, do to help them? Mm-hmm. There is a great responsibility because we are all made, 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 to always trying to become better and better and better. Let's all become what we should have been. That is where the future of our industry lies, in our actions. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I hope you agree with me. I believe you oh, this do. Is, this is great. This is great. So where did your, where did your interests about this millennial, the shift, where, where did it start? Well, when managers uh, here in the marinas, in shipping industry especially, uh, they would give an order uh, to the millennial and the order was not done, was not carried away. And they would say, I mean, I'll order you, you, I'll punish you, you lose money. That's not the way to lead. So that's when it all started. I have seen managers smoking a cigarette saying to sailors, you are not allowed to sail, I will sail because I'm the manager not on board, uh, on, on companies. And I said, my God, what is this? So, so many indicators I had, it was like slapping me in the face. And I said to myself, my God, I have to do something. And then I started uh, about 20 years ago, training marinas uh, in order to, to become, as, as Oscar says, a, a beautiful place. Uh, uh, because I have a lot of experience from tra- training hotels and all that, uh, to train marinas to be like a, a very hospital, hospitable place and nice and service industry and all that and that's where it all started and being of course uh, in love with ships and uh, born in an island and being a naval activist and all that it was very close to my heart but i actually do that for every company who wants to move forward amazing so so do you see right now the the situation where all marinas pretty much every marina activities is kind of on hold they have an opportunity to initiate new protocols, new sustainable initiatives. Absolutely, absolutely. They are How all- How can you empower them to do that? Everybody is reading right and left agendas. Everybody is now keeping busy. That's good because in the past they were just asleep. Well, asleep in, in, a, in one way. In everything else they were working very, very hard. But now they have been kind of forced to look into another future the green future, the blue, as Greta says. So now there is not panic, but there is a lot of motion. And people say, yes, okay, let's do it. Let's move forward. And there is a lot of help from millennials who influenced the previous generations, whether being their parents, grandparents, or millennials themselves, CEOs and running companies like yourself, who actually uh, come across as who can do it? We just need you to back us up and we'll do it. So uh, I'm very optimistic that uh, because what's happening and because I lived a little longer on this earth, 
that some of you, <laughs> that things will turn around. They have to turn around, and we're all here to help. So um, how can, um, so we're talking about millennials over here, and we're t we say that the marina industry, the yacht industry is, is fairly traditional. Yes. When do you see that there's, there's going to be a shift where millennials are going to take the initiative? Do you see okay. that happening in the near future? Oh, yes, absolutely. But let me tell you, there are uh, three segments. The, the first segment is a segment that these people are so far ahead, they're just laughing at us talking about this. They say, what are you talking about? You're losers. You, you sleep, you live in the uh, dark ages. So this segment is small, but they are very, very ahead. And this is great. Everybody needs to go there. The third segment below, they are very resistant to everything. And they're just waiting to see economic benefits, whatever, uh, if they've been forced by the state and all that. And that is a big segment that's getting less and less. And the middle segment, it's like a bell-shaped curve, right? And the middle section, which is the majority of people I train, they say, persuade me, talk, in, talk me into it. So if we have um, uh, uh, good arguments, they are open, they change slowly. So that's why I cannot give you a date. I believe everybody that gives dates uh, could be proved wrong because what's gonna happen, there is a transition period. Now, sometimes this transition, I see it's been accelerated by events uh, that's happening. Everybody's now uh, aware that uh, um, you know, if we shake hands, I should put my finger on, on my nose or whatever. So sometimes good mentalities are accelerated. So we're going to see some companies moving to the first category very quickly. Some others are still behind, unfortunately. So it's three segments in three different speeds. It's just the first one. They're so far out and it's, it's a pleasure to be with them, sail with them, talk with them they really care and you know i can see they when we're sailing they don't even drop a tiny little thing into the sea while the third generation i talked to you the older they, they will throw paper and they say oh well it's degradable it's disposable whatever so three segments different speeds so uh, first of all I, I agree with that completely and i also believe that the companies that don't make that shift the company number three is going to be left behind yeah, and they're going to, you know, uh, especially the millennials are going to desert the support to those companies. And uh, uh, millennials really like a customer centric, as you said, the, the experience. And one of the things that I know that you promote, especially is the experience at the Marina, how mm -hmm. every person who comes to the Marina, every person who works at the Marina needs to be recognized and appreciated. Um, so can, can you elaborate more on that? Yes. There are so many things that can happen on a marina and there is so much, if you allow me to say, wealth to be generated because people offer to the millennials what they need and, and demand in the marina. Um, if you take a, a trip down at Dubai marina, you will see various activities. You will see people flying over, you know, with a line. You will see things happening that you have to pay and there is, it's full of uh, alive, alive. The marina comes alive and people are willing to pay for entertainment, for good food, for games. Uh, you can see in various marinas, there are some little uh, submarines that they do ports. There are activities, sea activities, and you should all be 
initiated at the marina. But it's a, it's a mindset, it's a mentality. By the way, that third generation we talked about, the, the third segment we mm -hmm. talked about, unfortunately, uh, I don't want you to cut this off the interview, but unfortunately, they support, uh, they raise or the up and down governments. They're very yeah. powerful. Very powerful lobbies, yeah. Yes. And tobacco unless, companies and uh, oil and yeah. So unless in our arguments, we approach, approach them with, with true logic and, and justification, uh, otherwise uh, they learn to assess things in a different way. So unless we understand their logic, we cannot promote the agenda. But anyway, that's another uh, issue. The thing is, I'm passionate about the experiences that uh, we can offer because, uh, and of course, it's implied, we didn't say though, but let's say it, they have to be green and blue experiences. They cannot pollute the sea anymore, of course, it's implied. So how do you, you spoke about the governments, you know, still receiving funding from, from the third sectors. What can we as future leaders industry leaders, what can we do to promote a more green and sustainable agenda? Like, you know, hand them on their table, say here, this is why it's so important for us for future generations. And you, you mentioned Greta and her speech at the UN and she was Time, Time Magazine Person of the Year. What, what else can we do? Well, okay, now, now we are getting into my business okay. because <laughs> everybody is using the logic you just, you just mentioned to put on a table something extremely logical, expecting others will take it. Well, no, my friend, if you get involved in sales, you will realize there's a big difference between push and pull. So mm -hmm. what we must do, one of my seminars is called uh, how to manage your boss. So okay. what we must do is present it to them with arguments for and against for each case and let them decide. And if they don't decide the right thing, it's not their fault, it's our fault. Because we don't know how to make a proposal. We don't know how to justify the good. So it's our fault, not their fault. So if, I wish I could train Greta on how to talk and promote her agenda. Because she's just saying it, saying, and people are saying, oh yes, yes, and then they do nothing, the majority. But in order to initiate here, that's called put your hand in your pocket and give money. That's sales. In order to initiate action, she has to do it in a way that the other people will say, yes, I want this. Right now, they say, no, you, my friend, want this. So go on, do it. I have another agenda. So you are too young to come to my office and say to me, I have an idea. I'll say, oh. <laughs> I will listen to it, but old people are not persuaded like that. The old mentality, the closed mindset, as I said before, they need a different way. Well, I'll tell you what, why don't I make a seminar <laughs> and explain how to do this? Because this is what I do. Let's do this on a webinar. It will be extremely interesting for so, some people to learn how to promote their ideas. Yeah. So this is actually kind of what I do with my boss, is that I present an idea in a way where I make it seem that he thought of it. And then, he, and then he tells me about it, he gets all excited about it. Yes, exactly. You see, you are the person that will make the difference. We need more people with this mentality. And, and of course, if your idea, pay attention now, was not good in the first place, 
Your boss would have not accepted it. The reason why he accepted it is because it's a good idea. But it's a shame to have a good idea and people not accept it because they don't know how to promote it, how to propose, how to put it forward. So, so where do you see the future of the maritime industry after post-COVID-19? Okay. The, the marinas are going to open up. What then? Yes. Well, let me tell you. If you, if you look at Earth from space, it can answer your question. This is a blue planet. Well, the, the, the biggest percentage on this planet is sea, water. I mean, it's so damn obvious that that's where we should concentrate because it is our livelihood, our future, and marinas, ports all over the world, shipping companies all over the world, they are starting to realize. So one, indicator that it's helping this is that the old generation is is moving away the new people like your good self are coming in so it's happening so i see it happening but don't expect me to give you dates because i told you of the three segments one segment is already there another will take a lot of effort the bottom one and the middle one we have to to do it it's up to us to to make the date come closer but I see it happening. I suggest to, to, for people to go and see if they write on YouTube, Mother Nature, and uh, what's, what's that girl uh, that played the, with uh, Richard, uh, Richard Gere, the movie? Uh, Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts, yeah. If they say <laughs> Julia Roberts and Mother Nature, and they will see a short movie about Mother Nature that will give them goose pimples. Mm-hmm. That is a slap in the face. And people will, uh, I believe they will uh, uh, accelerate their thinking. But in order to get success and action and things happening, you have to know how to present to them and make them embrace it as their own idea. And as Simon Sinek says, the why plays a very important role, but it has to become their why, not just mine and yours. It's great. Um, do you know about our yellow yellow flag initiative? We're promoting a yellow flag for sailing. Yes, I, I have read and I've been uh, bombarded by so many initiatives. I'm so pleased. So all these are indicators uh, that things will uh, maybe move in in in, the, in a faster speed. I don't know of all the agendas, but I can see it moving in a way that has never been moved before. I agree. Yeah, so many, so many positive impacts right now. There's a, you go on uh, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook. There's so many, so many positive things going on. I think that this you know, is uh, one of the most. I was, uh, yeah, I was uh, a few months ago in, in Cluj, in Romania, and I was talking to HR directors, and I said to them, whenever in your office there is a pile of of data, of uh, reports, then mm-hmm. that is called for AI, artificial intelligence. Whenever there is a lot of data, there is call for AI. Now, if our algorithms are written by millennials, I believe AI is going to turn around and say, hello, people, what are you doing? Wake up. So in a way, because I believe AI will be assisting future uh, uh, governments, not direct, assisting, in a way, technology is also going to give us a push 
because it's so damn obvious. I don't know, before you were born, there was a movie called War Games. And in that movie, it was uh, a very old movie, but uh, at the end, uh, please try to, to see it if you can, War Games. Okay. That the AI uh, computer decided there is no point making a war because there is no point if, if on this side there are 20 million and this side there are 30 million. The 20 million does not win because they have less million dead people. So AI, it was like uh, uh, imagination at that time, came up, yes, they say, I'm not going to start a war. And this computer was ordered by the general and the president to start the war, uh, tricked into believing it. But it says, no, I'm not going to start. And this is exactly what AI should be about. Uh, I believe you know my PhD is on robotics. And back on those ages, in the 80s, we used to laugh at Asimov's three laws of robotics. Well, I believe now that if they, if they are not incorporated into every AI machine and computer, uh, then we have no future as, as, uh, as a planet. So what's, what's the future for Yanni? What, what do you plan on doing next? Well, I, many years ago, I watched on stage Desmond Tutu. He was very, very old, and he was supported by two nurses. He got up on the stage, and he talked to us in, 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 in Atlanta, United States, uh, about how to never lose faith and never, uh, uh, never be, uh, feel uh, insecure and always be forward and all that. And I promised to myself, as long as I have a voice, people might have to carry me on stage, but I will always be talking and shouting about what we just talked about, uh, Shlomi, right now. This is me. This is where I live. Amazing. Thank you so much. This has been great, Yanni. Thank you, Shlomi. I really appreciate Bye your time. Thank you. Take care and all the best. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Bye, Yanni.